Hey Slingers, welcome back to another week of the Word Slinger Podcast, and this week it's our sixth anniversary. Six years of Word Slinger goodness, and we're going to talk about everything we've learned, maybe, (laughs) coming up next. Hey, how you doing on money? I know that's a touchy subject, but uh, I got something that may help you out. See, I'm using an app called Acorns, and it helps me manage some investing, uh, put some money back, get a little interest. It's kind of nice to watch my money grow. So I want to share that with you. Go to kevintumlinson.com slash acorns and you'll get some free money. See you there. It's the Word Slinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand, write your book, redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tumlinson, the word slinger. Word slinger. Well, I am Kevin Tumlinson, the word slinger, and have been, uh, well, for as long as I can remember. <laughs> but for at least six years, uh, according to uh, anything you, you would know, really. Um, yeah, it's hard to believe. Six years. We've been doing this show for quite a while now. I, I, you know, when I started this, the whole point of the show really was to, uh, well, there were two things. One, I was looking around the landscape and I saw plenty of people doing uh, podcasts. I was watching the, uh, listening to rather the uh, self-publishing podcast guys. I started listening to Joanna Penn. I started listening to uh, Simon Whistler when he still had the rocking self-publishing podcast. Um it was, um, you know, it was an interesting landscape at that time. You know, we were still sort of wild westing it. In a lot of ways, we still are as indie authors. We're still kind of figuring things out as we go, adjusting as the industry changes, uh, figuring out ways to, uh, you know, sort of uh, make things more efficient, make our workflow more efficient, new ways to market. <laughs> you know, this this stuff is uh, a lot. Of, in a lot of ways, it's the same as it was. You know, back then, six years ago. Um, but it, you know, it, today we have even more resources. We got so much more going on. It's just incredible. When I started the show, that was one of the things I was trying to do was sort of emulate the people um, I was seeing out there. I thought it was a good idea to uh, dive in. I, you know, I have I have a background in media, so I. I I felt pretty comfortable getting in front of the microphone, uh, talking to people about what I was learning, uh, talking to, uh, you know, doing these interviews. And that was the second part of it was I thought if I, if I interview people, if I get out there and talk to people who are doing what I want to do, um, and not just writers, but I was also talking to any, anyone who was building something I thought had some lessons I could learn. Um, I used the show as a platform to do that and to grow. And I, I will admit there was a part of me that hoped that um, people would discover this show and go off and uh, rush out and buy my fiction. <laughs> that did not happen. Uh, but that's okay. Because uh, the show itself brought me so much value. Um, it's really hard to argue with the success of it, honestly. Uh, there are definitely podcasts to get more listeners. Uh, podcasts that are higher ranked in certain services. Uh, but I, I feel like I've achieved a lot of what I was trying to achieve and maybe even more than I was trying to achieve, um, with the creation of the show. It's, it's been just 
truly a blessing in my life. And what I'm hoping is that it's also been a blessing, <clears throat> pardon me, in the lives of uh, you and everyone around you, all the people that are listening to the show. Um, and not just not just the people who are listening. <laughs> Here's where things get wacky. Uh, I'm also hoping the show has had some kind of positive impact on just the world. Uh, you know, as you get out there and you, uh, you know, you listen to the things that I am saying and the people I'm talking to and you hear what is uh, what is to be learned, you take that and implement it in your life. And I'm hoping that it, imp that it impacts the lives of those around you. That's kind of a lofty goal, I know. That's, it's a little, uh, it's a, maybe it's a little out there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been uh, it's been like that though since you know I mean it's definitely so because of the impact the show has had on my life it's definitely impacted the lives of those around me. Um, thanks to Wordslinger Podcast, I've actually had the opportunity to do things like you know I, connect, I connected with Drafted Digital through this show. Um, I uh, you know I've made contacts in the industry that have become close friends. Um, I've, you know, I, I've expanded my world quite a bit. And through that, you know, my wife has benefited from that. Um, my friends, you know, the, the people, my coworkers, every, everybody in my life has, has felt the ripples of that. So it's, to me, uh, this has been an amazing experience. Now I don't want to just, I, I was, you know, I kind of teased a, a little that we were going to, I didn't organize anything. So that's why I kind of hedged at the end there. Uh, but I did want to kind of go back over some of what I've learned, uh, as a result of the show, you know, over the, over the years, um, <clears throat> all the, all the things that I sort of cherish about my career, uh, about my, the work that I do, they did, they did stem from what I was learning here. Uh, you know, and a lot of it has just been exposure to new ideas. <clears throat> I am so sorry that I keep clearing my throat. <laughs> I need to take a swig of water. Let's try that. Mm. See, I have a hydro flask now uh, with a little straw. So it uh, doesn't make anything e any easier, I guess, uh, for these like quick sips. Um, so the things that, that have been important to me. Uh, one, uh, something you, will, you should uh, take with you is the idea of making connections and becoming a part of a community. Uh, this is actually kind of a two-part thing. Making connections uh, is important. Not You, know, you, you want to make connections within the community in which you are interacting. And in this case, the indie author community. You want to become friends with people who write in the same genre, people who maybe don't write in the same genre, but who share your vision of the future for your work. Uh, people who are on the same page as you, really. You want to connect on that level. You also want to connect with people who are on a level or two above you. And not in a, uh, hey, lift me up kind of way, but more of a, how can I help you grow? Uh, that That's something I've definitely taken from this show. Um, if I can reach out to uh, someone who's had a little bit more success than I have and find ways to help them grow, they are going to be far more inclined to help me in the rough patches of my career, help me solve the problems I'm having. Uh, it's it's really a, it really does come down to a sort of give and take, and it should be more give than take. That's something I've, I have definitely learned over the years. You know, the more you give, 
the more you'll get back. Um, and it may not come immediately, and it may not come in ways that you immediately recognize, but I have definitely discovered that the more I'm willing to help people, uh, the better my life and career gets. The more I'm willing to give to the world rather than try to take from the world, the more the world repays me two, three, fourfold. Um, if you don't, if you don't take anything else from this this episode, <laughs> you should definitely implement that that uh, idea and philosophy as a guiding principle in your life. Um, you know, because we do tend to think of our writing careers. You know, a lot of us kind of come into this and we have an idea and we have a a, a notion of what an author is. Uh, we know what the lifestyle is that we're trying to achieve. Uh, sometimes that's realistic and sometimes it isn't. I hate the word realistic though. I hate I hate applying the word realistic to uh, to our passions and dreams um, because you don't really know what is actually impossible and until you're at the end until it's all over and I, what I mean by that is uh, to use an example that I can't <laughs> can't fully go into but um, man man this is gonna be vague okay I have a business partner a very good friend. A fellow author and a fellow entrepreneur, and we are building something together. Uh, and I came up with this notion of how well, something we should do with it, and uh, it immediately caused some stress because it's like <laughs> it was impossible, you know. And in fact, I've actually had people tell me that the the idea may not even be legal, uh, which you know uh, that remains to be seen. But it, it, you know, it's not a um, there's nothing that's going to hurt anybody. It's all sort of, if you want to participate, you can. You know, there's no harm here. Um, that sounded that sounded pretty uh, weird, huh? No. So the idea is to look into something that I need to discover whether or not uh, it is legally allowed, um, only because there's some sort of consumer protections in place that we want to make sure we don't um, disrupt. We'll say. Uh, so that's part of it, right? But. Um, then there was the technical aspect of it, which which was looking more and more impossible until my my business partner suddenly figured it out, like all at once. So immediately it went from impossible to existing. I've found that happens all the time. Uh, it happens in, in my life and career all the time. It is, it's happened in every industry. You know, we, we've had lots of... Um, impossible technologies emerge <clears throat> over the years you know at one time it was going to be impossible to uh to get a computer you know smaller than the palm of your hand and now a lot of us wear one on our wrist <laughs> the, my, the apple watch is probably one of, uh, if you were to transplant that into the 60s it would be the most powerful computer on earth can you even imagine that <laughs> so um Man, time travel is going to be fun. Uh, so, the, the I like this idea though that you know impossible, impossible can only be determined at the very end when the universe, you know, has suddenly has burned out. We're, we're dying the slow heat death of the universe. Uh, when the last ember has faded, then we'll know what's impossible. <laughs> and really, maybe not even then. But you know. Uh, that's the current upper limit. That's as far as I'm concerned. That's as that's as far into the the uh, future as I am able to conceive. Um, 
So, boy, that got heady, uh, considering what we're talking about, which is the sixth anniversary of the Wordslinger podcast. But uh, I don't want you to think I'm uh, too full of myself here. I, 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 I have grand designs and grand plans for the, the podcast and for everything else in my life. Um, but for the most part, what I really want to come out of the show, ultimately, is for people to, uh, to come here and be refreshed. To come here and be inspired. You know? That's that mission statement. Uh, that my mission is to craft stories that inform and inspire educate and entertain and I've followed that I think um, sometimes inadvertently sometimes without quite being conscious of it once I was conscious of it I did a lot more to kind of push that but that's that's at the heart of of what this show has been um, inform and inspire educate and entertain and uh, I think I've managed to hit all four of those pillars I think probably with every interview, with every episode, I hope. I've decided that I have. You can decide otherwise. But I've decided that I have. That's it. I hit the mark. And that was my mark for success, which means the show has been successful since day one. Um, now, there are metrics that I would like to meet. You know, I'd love to have 100,000 listeners, for example. I'm at about maybe uh, around 50,000 now. Um, I would love to have, um, you know, all kind. you know, I, I'd love to be invited to speak, for example, uh, because of the podcast. I, I get invited to speak quite a bit, but it's all author centric, you know, <clears throat> but I would, uh, I would like to talk on other topics. And I think the podcast opens the door for that. And, uh, that's a goal I have for the show to be regularly invited to, uh, you know, to make appearances and speak. That's part of my metrics uh for success um yeah there's a lot i'd like to seek and i actually one of the things i need to do personally and you should do this too is uh sit down and map out exactly what it is i'm trying to accomplish you know in terms of the show i need to map out what what's the end game for the show what is the ultimate uh goal of wordslinger podcast uh where do i want it to be in a year five years ten years you know, I always rolled my eyes when people said things like this, <laughs> the whole goal setting thing. Um, but the truth is, it's really just about determining what you want something to be so that you know how to put the work in to get it to where you need it. I mean, that's 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 what life is, really. Um, otherwise, you're just kind of meandering uh, with no real guidance. <laughs> By the way, I want to read that. I, I, I pulled this up earlier. And uh, I have a review for the show, and I think it's uh, I think it's appropriate for I think it's appropriate to have a review on this the sixth year anniversary of the show. This was a five star review from Badge Daddy, who is from uh, Australia. Now this was on August fourteenth, and uh, I haven't been able to, I've been at conferences etc. since then, and haven't been able to record anything um, and and read this, but. Uh, Badger gave me five stars on, uh, Apple podcasts and says, um, highly recommend listening to this podcast, especially if you're a writer or interested in the industry and in the craft, concise, professional, positive, and thorough in all aspects regarding writing truth and wisdom abound from both Kevin and his guest speakers. No BS, just everything writing subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I agree with this sentiment, uh, badge daddy. Thank you. 
<laughs> thank you for uh, for supporting me and for uh, sharing this. Uh, thank you for the review. If you're listening and you've enjoyed the podcast or learned something from it, I would appreciate reviews like this. And as you can tell, I'll, I'll try to read them when I can find them. Uh, the service I use to, to scrape these uh, doesn't always come to me very quickly, but um, you know when they come around, I, I, I try to make a little celebration of them. <laughs> so, and what I love is that um, it sums up what I what I've always hoped would be the uh, the way this show is thought of and remembered. Uh, that it's concise, professional, positive, thorough in all aspects regarding writing. That it's you know it presents truth and wisdom. Uh, this is this is what the show should be. You know this is what it is meant to be. Um, and, and so I hope, I pray that you listener uh, feel the same way about it. Um, so it's interesting to me the shows that get the most positive feedback are often not the interview shows, which I think is interesting. Uh, I used to not do a lot of solo episodes uh, until fairly recently when I decided I needed to start splitting the episodes in half. Uh, I used to do an hour-long show, and it was interview format followed by me um, you know, doing this, talking to you. you. Sometimes I tried doing news segments. I've done this off and on. It, it is uh, very difficult to kind of keep track of everything, keep everything spinning, and uh, I keep threatening to get some assistance with it, but um, I feel like I don't know. I'm, I worry about losing some of the intimacy of the show. Like I, I, I like the idea that it's me and you. You know, wherever you you happen to be, you're on a jogging trail, or you're driving, or you're uh, sitting at your computer, or you're in your kitchen making uh, breakfast or lunch or something. Um, you and I are hanging out <laughs> and uh, and enjoying our time with each other. There's an intimacy there um, that I think benefits both of us, you know? Um, it benefits you, I hope, in that you're learning something useful for your career. And it benefits me uh, because I, I, I know someone's out there listening. I know I'm being heard, that the things I'm learning and sharing are valuable to, uh, to people. Um, so, more brass tacks type stuff. So, uh, as writers, here's some. Uh, let's let's try to round this up with some advice on uh, your writing career. I know it can be a struggle. One of the challenges of uh, being a writer is is being solo, right? Being by yourself all the time. Um, you feel like it's all up to you to get this book done. Uh, writing is more of a team sport than we sometimes think that it is. Uh, to to be successful at this, it does require more than just you. Um, at a minimum, it requires you and a reader. <laughs> so that's, um, <clears throat> you know, ideally two actual human beings right there. Um, but in addition, you know, there are people uh, kind of in the process, in your workflow, that you may not even think about. So if you if you have someone who designs your covers, you know, that's another person. If you've got someone who does your editing, that could be several people. Um, people who read and give you feedback, you know, they're part of this sort of community, uh, surrounding your book. What, what's really interesting about a book is that it does create community instantly. This idea of, you know, it's, I love, I've always described it. Uh, I think Stephen King may have described it this way first, but yeah, the idea of a book as telepathy, <laughs> right? So it starts with my thoughts. And I transmit those thoughts <clears throat> through gestures, you know, either a 
basically little twitches of my fingers striking the keys of a keyboard, you know, translating my thought into symbols that are then transmitted uh, digitally <laughs> in 100% of the case, really, uh, in one way or another, to the reader, transmitted over space and time. You could be right now in Australia and reading something I wrote. And there is no barrier between my mind and yours at that point. There's, there's nothing that, that is preventing us from becoming a community. And then when you, if you like what you read and you share it with others, you're expanding that community. Those ideas go out there and, and influence others. Um, how powerful is that? <laughs> that alone is reason to get up and do it every day, right? That idea alone, that you are creating a community that can expand outward and have an impact on the world. I mean, the world has changed, has been, you know, revolutions have begun with exactly that idea, with exactly that notion that, you know, the power of someone's mind influenced the power of another person's mind, and that person's mind influenced the power of another person's mind. We are a species that evolves by ideas. We evolve through the power of story. Um, no matter what form that story takes, we are a species that ingests and digests and utilizes story in our own growth and in the growth of our communities around us. So uh, what a powerful thing. And that at its heart is also what Wordslinger podcast is, is the, it's the changing of the world, the evolution of the world through story. It's the most powerful thing I know. I know I make a lot of jokes. There's a whole gag built right into the opening sequence of this show. Uh, the guy who invented pants optional. I should tell you, by the way, this is 6th anniversary. There's things you may not know. Um, the opening for the show, the theme song, the uh, announcer, um, the bridge music, the end credit music, everything, uh, all the components that make up the sort of wrapper of the show. So I actually got that stuff on Fiverr. I think I spent a total of $25 to get um, an original theme song, which he threw in a bridge and an outro. Or really, he threw in three tracks is what he did. And I used those three tracks as the intro, the bridge, and outro. Um, the announcer was a, uh, a guy who does who did radio work. Uh, he was a radio announcer. He was a, also a news anchor. Um, he, unfortunately and tragically, passed away in 2015. Not, not too long, a couple of years after the show started. Uh, I did not find this out until I went looking for him because I was going to change my intro slightly. I'd still like to, but I, there's a part of me that wants to hang on to the original announcer because I, I as a way to honor him uh, for, for what he's done. Because, you know, whether he realized it or not, you know, for five bucks, <laughs> he has uh, contributed to something that, that I believe has had a really positive impact on the world. So uh, as a way to sort of honor him, I didn't want to just replace him. Um as the announcer. So I've kind of lived with 
I, I say lived with. I'm perfectly fine with the intro as it's read, but you know there was one little tweak I wanted to make, um, and maybe it wasn't worth making. You know, maybe sometimes it's not worth uh, trying to improve on something. <laughs> sometimes imperfection is uh, is every bit as powerful as perfection. Maybe even more so. So. Uh, anyway, we'll see what, ha- what time brings us. I've known for a couple of years now that he had passed away. Um, but I am, uh, I'm happy to leave his voice out there so that he's remembered, you know, uh, it's, it's an odd sort of thing. But every time I listen to the show, every time I record one, I listen to that intro and I know that guy was just earning an extra five bucks at the time. He had no idea what kind of influence he was going to have. And to me, there's a sort of meaning in that. Like there's a lesson to be learned from that, you know. I've written I've written stuff that was kind of a throwaway thing, even as much as like a a tagline, you know, a tweet, um, nothing I was really even thinking about, and yet somehow it resonated with someone. And the stuff that I write on purpose, you know, that stuff resonates with people. So the things we create in this world, they're they're important. The, the stories that we tell are important. They, they matter, just like the people who receive them matter. Um, anyway, I know I'm all over the place here. I'm, I'm, I'm very moved today. <laughs> There's so much going on in the world. I, I don't I don't want I don't want to focus on the negative things of this world. you know I get angry. Uh, I'm learn, I'm learning how to deal with some of that anger. Uh, and frustration, you know, I've never been angry to the point of violence or anything, uh, really, uh, other than maybe, you know, in my twenties or something, you know, <laughs> I was always ready to get in a fight. Uh, not really. I always avoided fighting, but I, I was always mouthy, you know, um, not just speaking to power, but also speaking to people. You know, I was always, I did not treat people very well, I think in my twenties. Uh, and it wasn't until later, especially after I got the pacemaker, but you know, it wasn't until later I started to realize, you know, every person I come in contact with, I can either impact their life positively or I can impact it negatively. And, uh, and then that ripples out from there. And the last thing I want, the absolute last thing I want is to, through some sort of butterfly effect, be responsible for some negative impact in the world. Uh, I still fail at this, by the way. <laughs> I had an incident with Redbox over the past weekend. Redbox, which I do not use, um, has charged me five times over the past uh, since November of last year. And no matter what I do to block them, they've managed to find a way to get the money anyway. Thanks in part to Visa's um, Visa account... Um, something VAU uh I forget the what it stands for right now um has allowed them to charge my new card even though I canceled it to prevent fraud uh that's a whole other story and if you want to find out about it go on Twitter and look up my recent tweets because <laughs> I I was not nice to these people on the phone or otherwise um and I as I told the guy who eventually called me and did actually help resolve this from from Redbox uh, I am 80% sorry for what I said. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to get pissed off. At people. Uh, anyway, I think um, the point, the meandering, wandering point, the diatribe point that I'm uh, trying to make is um, 
One, I am so incredibly grateful to you and to everyone else who uh, listens to this show. Um, the kindness you have shown, the support you have shown, I can't even express how much you personally, you, have impacted my life. Um, just incredible. Just absolutely incredible. Uh, two, I want to convey my uh, feeling that the secret to success in life is this gratitude, uh, this dedication to, uh, to create something good in the world. Um, as uh, Tony Robbins would say, you know, to be obsessed with what you're creating. <laughs> to be obsessed, to uh, learn all you can, uh, to grow all you can, and to share all you can. Those are the things that will make you successful. You know, give to get. Um, Jim Rohn's uh, quote, the one I use often, is that you can have everything you want in life if you're willing to help enough other people get what they want. I firmly believe that. The other, the other philosophy, the other um, mantra I live by is fairly recent, but uh, I believe it. And that is, um, everything is always working out for me. And likewise, everything is always working out for you. Even the negative stuff. Even when things make you angry, sad, depressed, you know, make you rethink all your life choices. Um, if you can come to a point where you earnestly and honestly believe that everything is working out for you, that changes everything about how you live. It changes the meaning of everything. When something negative does happen in your life and you have negative feelings and you get angry and you react in a way that, that doesn't make you proud and wouldn't make your mama proud, uh, you can still look at that and say, something good's coming from that. It will benefit me. In biblical terms, you know, there's a biblical passage that says, um, God is saying that I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Whatever your faith, whatever you believe, I hope that you'll take away from this show, from everything that I've done, um, I hope that the takeaway, in, at least in part, can be that you are not alone, that you are cared for, and that you are loved, and everything is working out for you. Everything will work out for you. Um, that's my earnest prayer for you, and uh, I hope that it, it becomes the way in which you live your life, because you deserve that. And so so does everyone around you. Everyone around you deserves to uh, witness you going out and living the, an incredible life. And uh, I can't wait to see what sort of work you produce as an author, because I, I believe in what you're doing. So, um, maybe not the most author-centric episode, uh, but it, there was a lot I wanted to say in gratitude for everyone who has helped make Wordslinger Podcast what it is. I hope that you are continuing to get something out of this. Inspiration, entertainment, education, information. <laughs> I set them all out of order, but they're all part of the goal of this show, the mission of this show. I hope you're getting just incredible things out of that. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend ahead. Happy anniversary. I'll see you all next time.
word slinger.